1: Kyle Krabs here host of locked on NFL scouting join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft check out the locked on NFL scouting podcast with the draft dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite
0: podcasts quarterback play isn't the biggest concern I have about the Washington Commanders as they get set to host the Cleveland Browns in a need to win matchup this weekend what is? That's coming up right now, along with bold predictions and more on today's episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
1: every day.
0: Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. And we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or your Amazon Fire Stick. And, of course, we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. I'm David Harrison of Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation on Twitter at DHarrison82. And today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Online where the game starts thank you all again for making us your first listener your first view of the day of course by now it could be your last view or your last listen of the day because we're coming to you friday evening we like to drop our friday final preview episode later on friday so we have time to get the final injury reports uh, and gather all the final information that we can before uh, the game kicks off and gets ready to get started to give you the best look that we can provide you uh here on the show so we thank you again for joining us I'm going to tell you why one of Washington's strengths is actually my biggest concern this weekend. But before we do that, we have to discuss the final injury report, final game designations for the weekend. Uh, Sometimes we get some updates on Saturday. Sometimes we get some updates Sunday before the official uh, inactive list comes out. But this is the best picture we're going to get before uh, the weekend arrives here. So receiving no designation, which means they're good to play. On Sunday, minus, you know, an accident somewhere, an aggravation on plane, But as we know, information right now, good to go on Sunday are safety Derek Forrest, offensive lineman Wes Schweitzer, defensive end Chase Young, offensive lineman Andrew Norwell, defensive end Shaka Tony, and running back Brian Robinson Jr., of course, Forrest, Schweitzer, and Young all missed a little bit of practice this week due to illnesses, non-COVID related. They were not aggravations of injuries, especially Chase Young. Uh, The team wanted to make sure everybody understood this was not a knee issue. This was just an illness issue. Ah, uh, he was out Wednesday, back on the field Thursday, and Friday. Andrew Norwell is dealing with a shoulder issue. Shakatoni ankle. Brian Robinson Jr. a quad issue that honestly he's been working through for uh, a couple, maybe two or three weeks now, um, and is continuing to do so uh, as well, shouldering on to fight the good fight. Those guys all good again, outside of a freak issue or an aggravation that's you know on on a, not not being anticipated right now. Those guys will be good to go on Sunday. Questionable, however, for the Washington Commanders. Uh, DBs, four of them: Benjamin St. Juice, Percy Butler, Cam Curl, and Christian Holmes, all questionable. The biggest, uh, you know, I wouldn't say the biggest concern, but kind of the the most uh, the the latest on there is Christian Holmes, who was added on Friday to the injury report. So uh, I'm assuming, and he rolled his ankle, twisted it, sprained it, something on pra- in practice on Friday, and was added to the list. There, Cam Curl said earlier this week that he expects to play. Ron Rivera said that he's very confident that Cam Curl will be able to play. Of course, Ron also acknowledged that he's the eternal optimist. So take that for what it's worth. But you know, I can tell you that most people in the media room, if not everybody does expect to see cam curl uh, out there and playing Benjamin St. Juice is a little bit of a different scenario. I I don't personally expect Benjamin St. Juice uh, to play in this game. That's unfortunate. You know, he's, he's definitely kind of one of the more, one of the, one of the kind of breakout players in this defense this year. We obviously they're better when he's on the field uh, than when he's not. So hopefully he can get healed up and, You know, look, if the Washington Commanders can win this game and get the help that they need to secure a playoff spot, you can give uh, St. Juice next week off as well and get him rested for the wild card round. We'll get more into that here in just a little bit. Out for this weekend's game against the Cleveland Browns, not playing. Offensive lineman, Sadiq Charles, who's dealing with his concussion. Running back, Antonio Gibson, uh, who has a knee-slash-foot injury sprain. I don't know exactly where that sprain is, but it's a sprain, and it's it's a problem. Defensive end James Smith-Williams also with a concussion, and linebacker John Bostic with a pectoral injury. He was also placed on IR. John Harris, linebacker, was brought up from the practice squad in a subsequent move, and then uh, Troy Apke, the defensive back, was added to the practice squad as well to replace Harris's slot there. So that is the injury report. Obviously, the guys that are out are, are concerning. Antonio Gibson, uh, perhaps the best number two back. In the National Football League, certainly provides a very potent one-two punch with Brian Robinson Jr. Uh, He's been battling some things recently, and it just kind of got the better of him. So he's going to have to sit this one out. Jonathan Williams will obviously get more work. Brian Robinson will probably get a little more work than usual. And Jarrett Patterson, I anticipate, will be activated for uh, this weekend's game. None of them really brings the edge presence and receiving presence that Antonio Gibson brings in addition to Brian Robinson. But, Look, all those guys are are capable in their own right, and we've seen them all uh, play well in their own right as well. As far as the questionable guys, like I said, I do expect Cam Curl to play. I do expect Percy Butler to play. I'm not expecting Benjamin St. Juice to be out there, and Christian Holmes, the fact that that's a Friday injury is very, very concerning to me, so I'm not sure I would expect him uh, to be out there either. Some of these injuries are actually leading to my biggest concern, which is what I mentioned earlier, is not Carson Wentz. We're going to talk about that more here in a minute, but first – We're going to talk about driving high and how that's considered driving under the influence. That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state. Even if your state has legalized marijuana, driving while high is still illegal and it can get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, well, you're wrong. Your friends can tell, your coworkers can tell, your parents can tell, everybody can tell. So what makes you think the law enforcement officers aren't going to know? that you're driving high. Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. Driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI paid for by NHTSA. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast. First listen to your first few of the day. Make sure you're checking out Locked On Sports today as well. The biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less. Plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked Ons taking the day. Locked On Sports today available on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. This segment is traditionally our confidence and concern segment. So we're going to jump right into our confidences. Again, I've got a concern here. Uh, my biggest concern is not Carson Wentz, although I know a lot of people are concerned. Uh, about the offense specifically and the quarterback situation we will talk a little bit about that as well but what I'm most confident in guys is running back Brian Robinson Jr. It was kind of a toss-up between the front four you know uh, especially with Chase Young coming back and getting honestly very very high marks for his performance against San Francisco 49ers you know the, the commanders did lose but Chase looked pretty good uh, in his first action back Ron Rivera praised uh, his, his his discipline within the scheme and and all those things, got a pass breakup, pass deflection at the line of scrimmage, did, did a lot of good things. Very confident in that front four, you know, don't get me wrong. But I'm a little bit more confident in Brian Robinson Jr. and what he is able to do for this offense. And really, this goes back to, this goes back to why he's here uh, in the first place. Go back to 2020, you know, the team, they, they let Peyton Barber uh, walk out the door. And Peyton Barber was never going to be, you know, the kind of running back that Brian Robinson is, as dynamic, as talented, all those things. The ceiling's certainly not as high. But still, the absence of Peyton Barber left a hole in the Washington Commanders' offense. They didn't really have a lot of thump. And Antonio Gibson is capable of running between the line, you know, through the line of scrimmage, between the guards, tackles all that stuff. But he's not a thumper, right? He's, he's just he's he's a, he's a capable guy, but he's not a, a strong uh, enough guy to be considered a thumper. Brian Robinson is a thumper. He's gonna he's gonna make some guys feel it if they hit him at the line of scrimmage. And that's exactly what he's been doing. Antonio Gibson, more of an edge guy, former wide receiver turned running back. That's to be expected. Uh, and basically last season you had him and J.D. McKissick, another wide receiver converting to a running back, Jarrett Patterson, maybe a little bit more bowling ballish, right? But he's a smaller kind of guy, so a little bit less of a punishment uh, for guys coming up to make the stop against him. So they go out, they get Brian Robinson Jr. to bring that type of physicality to the offense, and it worked splendidly uh, in the beginning of the season, or the beginning of the preseason, rather. Uh, and all through training camp, all through preseason, we saw that potential, we saw that ability And then obviously everything that he went through getting shot uh, literally the day after the final preseason game ends up missing the first four games of the regular season comes back in week five. Now, since Brian Robinson came back, he's carried the ball 181 times, only about 22 to 24 or so running backs in the National Football League have that many carries all season long. And Brian Robinson is one of them, despite, again, missing the first four games now. His yards per attempt average, 3.9 yards. Not bad. Not great. 17th amongst that group. So kind of in the middle uh, of the crowd. there, tied with Alvin Kamara and Eze- Ezekiel Elliott. Typically two good names to be associated with both of those guys kind of having down seasons. Um, Zeke, I-, I know the Cowboys fans and media have been kind of down on him for, for a little while now. Uh, so, you know, not the greatest names. But Still, middle middle of the road-ish, kind of in that middle pack. 20th in yards after contact on the, per average, per carry average, uh, 2.61 yards. More than Jamal Williams, more than Alvin Kamara. Uh, 16 carries of 10 yards or more, 6 carries of 15 yards or more. So, average stats, solid stats, we've seen the potential. Now, you've really seen Brian Robinson kind of turn it up a notch here lately, and that's what I really wanted to talk about. Because in the first four games back, B-Rob started two games, didn't start two games, and really it was just kind of who was on the field first. Was it him or A.G.? That's the guy that got the start. Well, in the last seven games, it's been Brian Robinson. He has started every game the last seven games. In that seven-game stretch, he's at 72 carries. Only five running backs in the National Football League over the last seven games has five has 72 carries uh, or more. Uh, Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders, Deonta Foreman of the Carolina Panthers, Jamal Williams of the Detroit Lions, Derrick Henry of the Tennessee Titans are the other four. The fifth one is Brian Robinson. So you see that usage rate goes significantly up here in the last seven weeks. Among those five, Brian Robinson is second in that group in yards per carry average with 4.1 only behind Josh Jacobs. He's fourth in yards per carry uh, after contact with 2.78 ahead of Jonathan Williams, second in forcing missed tackles. And that's huge. Uh, again, trailing just Josh Jacobs. And he's got, he's third in 10 plus yard carries. He's got one 15 plus yard carry. And he is PFF's second highest runner uh, in run grade in that group of five running backs. Some people like PFF, some people don't. It's there for you to consume uh, as much as you would like to. So Brian Robinson, the last seven games, really kind of the last three or four, even if you want to break down even further, is starting to gather ahead uh, of steam. The the Cleveland Browns (laughs) rush defense is 26th in the National Football League in yards per carry allowed, allowing 4.87 in about that same stratosphere, as far as NFL rankings concern, you have the New York Giants, you have the Philadelphia Eagles' rush defense, the Atlanta Falcons' rush defense is actually uh, uh, quite a few, quite a bit better uh, than the uh, Cleveland Browns' rush defense in yards per carry uh, than than the Cleveland Browns. And Brian Robinson had very, very solid yards per carry averages against those guys. And I keep saying it that way because some of those games he wasn't used as much as maybe we would all like him to, right? But on a per carry basis, he's being very effective. And this is a defense that is very susceptible to giving up solid runs, four to five yards, three to five yards here and there. And if you're getting three to five yards per carry out of Brian Robinson, you're facing third and fours, third and threes, third and twos, or maybe not facing third downs uh, at all. And that's exactly what this Washington Commanders offense wants, especially with Carson Wentz coming in. First start, you know, in a while, he looked good against San Francisco for the most part, but if there's going to be some rust there. There's going to be. Uh, a little bit of trepidation. This offense is a little bit different, so he's got to get his groove. He's got to get comfortable. And establishing the run, which then helps you establish an effective play action uh, game, is going to be absolutely critical to doing that. So Brian Robinson's recent uh, upward swing of running ability and the fact that they're going up against a rush defense in Cleveland, uh, the Cleveland Browns unit that allows a pretty good amount of yards per carry, very, very solid. Gives me a lot of confidence in what this offense might be able to do against that Browns defense, which can be very, very important because typically the Washington commanders can rely on their defense to be very good, but I am concerned about this defense this week, and I am concerned about the secondary this week because if you go back to the injury report, Benjamin St. Juice, Cameron Curl, Percy Butler, Christian Holmes, all of them questionable. I expect this team to be without at least two of those guys, if not three. Cam Curl is the only one that I would tell you that If I had to put money on one of these guys playing, Cam Curl is the only one I would put money on playing. The rest of those guys, if if they end up missing this game, I'm not going to be totally shocked or surprised uh, that they miss this game. And I, in fact, I actually expect Benjamin St. Juice to miss the game. certainly hope he doesn't. Certainly hope he is able to go. Uh, The defense obviously wants him to go as well. But we saw last week specifically uh, what happens with this defense when Cam Curl is not on the field. Do not want to see that against the Cleveland Browns. And with that front four getting healthy, I mean, James Smith-Williams is out with a concussion, but with Chase Young kind of getting in, getting 30 reps last week, which is almost twice what he was expected to get and looked pretty good. Ron Rivera was asked about the the pitch count for Chase Young this weekend and basically said it, you know, kind of, kind of, said, kind of said the same thing he said coming out of San Francisco that, you know, there's going to be kind of a number of ballpark uh, that they want to look at. But at the same time, they had that number ballpark last week and basically said that, you know, they kind of got to the limit of that and he hears Chase Young say, I'm ready, I'm good, put me in. So they end up putting him in. He ends up having a pretty solid game. So if Chase is good and he's looking good and he's feeling good, then they'll continue to play him, and, and that's important. But any pass rush, you know, they need, you know, it, it's a, it's a it's a forward to back, back and forward kind of flow in a defense. The pass rush makes it easier for the secondary. The secondary makes it easier for the pass rush. Um, So when one of those units is compromised, it can cause a lot of problems. And this defensive front is going to have their hands full just trying to stop Nick Chubb. Uh, Kareem Hunt is still talented. And the the read option with Deshaun Watson, I feel like you're going to see a lot of the read option with Deshaun Watson. So they need that secondary to kind of give them some time when there is just kind of a traditional straight up pass play to try and get home. Uh, That secondary is going to need to hold up against the likes of Amari Cooper. More on that here in just a second. So. Losing any of these guys, really, Benjamin St. Juice, especially, Cam Curl especially, absolutely uh, detrimental to this team. Cam Curl, I think, is the biggest one. Uh, There were some stats floating around. I think Matt Paris uh, was was the one who kind of shot out the one that I uh, clung to the most. But the difference between what this defense does when Cam Curl is in the lineup versus what they do when Cam Curl is out of the lineup is night and day, complete 180. Absolutely need to have Cam Curl. If you only have one get Cam back, but hopefully they can get, hopefully I'm wrong. And my uh, pessimism about Benjamin St. Juice probably playing is misplaced. I would love to be wrong about that on Sunday because Browns wide receiver, Mari Cooper, uh, commanders fans, Washington fans, you're very familiar with this guy spent, uh, some time with the Dallas Cowboys played seven games as a Dallas Cowboy receiver against, uh, Washington. Never, not once did Washington's defense hold him below 44 yards receiving. Look, 44 yards is not an amazing uh, amount of offense right but you want to see at least one of those games where it's like 15 yards 20 yards right something like that but for the lowest game he ever had to be 44 yards uh, that kind of just shows you how effective he's been against washington over the years six touchdowns in those seven career games against washington so amari cooper if benjamin st juice isn't on the field if cam curl isn't on the field amari cooper is the more depleted this commander secondary becomes the more of a threat amari cooper Uh, Becomes and it's certainly going to impact the way the game turns out. I'm going to make some predictions on things that will also impact the way the game's turn, the game turns out. But first, we're going to talk about betonline.net, your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college, bowl season to basketball. And back when the World Cup was going on, they had you covered for that as well. This weekend, not only do the commanders need to win, but they need the Lions, Seahawks. And Packers to lose. The Packers could tie. So Lions, Seahawks lose. Packers lose or tie. If that happens and the Commanders beat the Browns, they clinch a playoff spot, which would be amazing because you can arrest people next week and go into the wild card round ready to fight. Uh, The Packers, uh, again, can also tie. Washington Commanders favored by one over the Cleveland Browns. Detroit Lions are favored by six. That is the steepest line here for a uh, Commander's benefit to overcome. Uh, Lions, again, favored by six over the Bears. Seattle Seahawks are the only underdog on this list. Going up against the New York Jets and the Green Bay Packers are favored by three uh, against the Minnesota Vikings. If you put $10 on all that to happen, Commanders win, Lions lose, Seahawks lose, Packers lose, you put $10 on that outcome, if it happens, and I'm not even talking against the spread, I'm just talking straight-up money line, just those those teams lose or win. If that happens, at Online, you win 250 Dollars, take that for what uh, it's worth. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those about online as well. Always the fastest and easiest way to get your sports betting information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about Bet Online, where the game starts.
1: This lockdown podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found.
0: Bold prediction and score prediction and key player time here in Locked On Lockdown Commanders podcast. Starting off with bold predictions. Uh, because Chris isn't here, I'm going to give you guys an offensive and a defensive bold prediction. I'm going to give you an offensive and a defensive key player. And then I'm going to reiterate my score prediction that I made on the crossover Thursday episode with Jeff Lloyd of the Locked On Browns podcast. If you haven't checked that out, it's the last episode published before this one right here. So make sure you go back and check that out. Jeff dropped uh, all kinds of good Browns things, by the way. Jadavian Clowney on the Brown side of things, also questionable for this game. So, you know, look, don't wish ill on anybody, but if Jadavian Clowney needs another week to get better, we'll gladly give him that week. Bold prediction time on the offensive side of things. Carson Wentz has faced the Cleveland Browns twice in his career. Both of them came with the Philadelphia Eagles. Both of those games, he threw two touchdowns. Let's keep this party rolling, guys. Carson Wentz, two touchdown passes against the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. On the defensive side, I think big players have to step up for their team in big situations, in big games. The Washington Commanders' secondary is banged up. Even if those guys go, bottom line, they're banged up. Offense has been sputtering. Uh, as of late, has, doesn't hasn't put up a whole lot of points. There is some concern about Carson Wentz. There is validity, I think, to the fact that his offense is different. Brian Robinson wasn't doing what he's doing now the last time we saw Carson Wentz. I think there's validity, validity to all those things. I don't know how big of a difference that really makes, to be honest. At the end of the day, I think that's what kind of this, this whole thing is is all about. But I think if you're gonna, if you need a group of guys to really step it up in this game, it's gotta be your first round draft pick. So we love to see Jahan Dotson continue to do what he's doing. One more touchdown, he eclipses Terry McLaurin's rookie number and ties the franchise record for rookie receptions. Uh, and and he missed a handful of games as well. So that's super impressive. But I'm talking on the defensive side of things. And my bold prediction for the defense is Every first round pick on the field for Washington gets a sack or one of them. So, if they're healthy and they're active in their first round pick on that defense, they're getting a sack against the Cleveland Browns. My key player on defense, you probably figured this out already, it's got to be Cameron Crow. If he is inactive, that's going to be a problem. If he's active, then he's going to have a, an impact on this game. I guarantee you that. If he is inactive, then my next key player goes to Jamin Davis. Nick Chubb is, is a huge part of this game. Stopping him uh, is a huge part of this game. Obviously, that front four with four first-round draft picks, John Ridgway and other guys you know, uh, con- contributing there as they can, they can certainly potentially do a good job against Nick Chubb, but guys like Jamin Davis are also going to play a role on the second level, maybe containing, maybe pushing them back in, maybe shooting a gap and getting a tackle for loss, whatever it comes down to. Jamin Davis is certainly going to be key, but if Cam Curl is there, he is the biggest key, I think, to winning this game. On the defensive side of things on the offensive side of things you can probably predict this as well it's b rob it's brian robinson jr the rookie running back out of alabama uh, all the promise in the world again he's dealing with a quad injury so hopefully he can continue to muscle through that jonathan williams is going to have to contribute jared patterson uh, i'm sure is going to get some burn as well you know curtis samuel is going to get some touches out of the backfield as well but brian robinson jr set the tone give carson Wentz a run game to lean on make the play action that much more effective keep control of the ball control the clock Keep Deshaun Watson on the sideline. He can't score points if he's sitting on the sideline. Amari Cooper can't catch passes if he's sitting on the sideline. So, Brian Robinson Jr., my offensive player of the game, key to this game, key to Washington winning. And my score prediction from yesterday Washington Commanders favored by one at home against Cleveland Browns. I got the Commanders winning 24 to 20. And that's going to wrap up our final preview episode here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Thanks everyone out there for making us your first listener, your first view of the day. Now, make your second the Locked On Sports Today podcast. Peter Pikowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today available on YouTube, wherever you get podcasts, you got questions or topics that you want to discuss, send them in to LockedOnWashingtonCommanders at gmail.com or hit up the Locked On Commanders DM box on Twitter at LO Commanders. The DMs are open. I am David Harrison, Commander Country on Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, credential member of the media, which means I will be spending my new year at FedEx Field, as will Chris, the rooster, Russell, my co-host, part of the Medhurst and Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980 Monday through Friday live, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern and anytime on the Odyssey app. So we will both be there. If you see us there, please say hi. Thank you for making us a part of your football traditions, making us your first listener, first view of the day and involvement in your football Teams, If you're not there, if you're out and about, please be safe. Be kind to one another. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's
1: time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy.